In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I want to start off with first saying, Afia. We, the church was a lot more full last time I, I saw you guys. Um, and as we said, we, one of the, a good resolution I guess you can make is going from CEO to ESC. Christmas and Easter only, to every Sunday Catholic, right? So for you guys who are here today, this morning, um, you have made the efforts and made the initiative to come to church today to start off, to end your year well and to start it off on a good note. So first, good job, that's first. In the realm of time that we live in, we like to divide it up. The realm of time that we live in, we have minutes, seconds, months, years. We have weeks. We have these measures of time that's divided up to be able to give us a sense of ability to look back, to, to make account for, to celebrate even what our life has become of in the past. This is different than heaven. This is different than the realm of God. God lives in eternity. There's no past. There's no future. The only thing that remains in God is the eternal now. There's no looking back and there's no looking forward. God is only now, the present. And so for us who live in time, we're able to reflect and we're able to be ambitious, we're able to look forward, we're able to plan. And so with all masses, of course, it's an opportunity to, to look back, of course, at the, the sacrifice of Jesus, to look back at what He's done for us. But specifically today, I'd like to dedicate and to, to make sure and to have a, a nice little attitude that today in this Mass in particular, we look back and we reflect at the faithfulness of God to us in this year. We give thanks to God for what He's done for us in this year. And we reflect and, and hope, how can we be more faithful in this year to come? And today, in, in particular, we, we celebrate the great moment when Jesus, after He was born... His parents, Mary and Joseph, they take him, and as was the custom of the law of that time, according to the law of Moses, you're to take your newborn child, after eight days of them being born, and you present them to the temple. And as was the custom, they did as the law of Moses had prescribed, that every child should be circumcised as a reminder of God's faithfulness to Abraham, so that they can be inaugurated, they can be brought in, to the family of God. This was circumcision at that time. But when Jesus came, as we know, Jesus comes and He replaces that with baptism. And that's why we at infancy, regardless of whether the person understands it or not, regardless of whether the child knows what's going on or understands it fully, because baptism replaces what happened at infancy in the Old Testament, we too do baptism for babies. 
whether they know it or not. A prerequisite for someone being baptized is not for them to understand it as according to the time of Jesus and according to the scriptures. And so Jesus was brought to the temple as a baby who didn't, as a, as a human, didn't know much. But nevertheless, by the faith of his parents, was brought in to this family of God. And as they go there into the temple, they meet somebody. They meet somebody named Simeon. Or as we know him in Surah, his name is Shim'un Sawa. They meet Simeon, and it's this old guy, waiting for the Messiah to come. Waiting, as it says, for the consolation of Israel. For Israel to finally be comforted with the knowledge and the fact that finally the salvation has come. Finally the Messiah, the Savior has arrived. And God had told him that you won't depart from this world. You won't pass away until you see the Messiah. And so finally, this old guy is waiting for the Messiah to come, for God to take him, right? And finally, he sees him, and he finally cries out with a loud voice, Lord, let your servant depart in peace. For my eyes have seen the light of your salvation. I'll explain that later. The light of your salvation. That's why we light candles and we pass them out on this day. But then he continues to say something a little bit more conspicuous. A little bit more kind of eerie. Leaves us with some questions. He begins to say... Behold, this child will be set for the rising and the fall of many in Israel. You know, they're happy. Jesus is born. They're excited. And finally, this old guy in the temple, Simeon, is telling them that Jesus is going to be for the rise and the fall of many. And I don't think they're just talking for, about Israel. I think they're talking about everyone in the world. Now what is Jesus to do? Of course, Jesus wants us all to get to heaven. Jesus wants us all to be saved. But unfortunately, as we look into the world, and we look even in our own selves, we can have our own rises and falls with God. And what is this rise and fall about? It's about judgment. It's about the, uh, the judgment that God gives to the world. And many of us think that judgment is this final end of the world type of thing where God looks and takes into account all that you've done, all the sins that you've done, all the good things that you've done, and He gives you this final judgment of where you're to go either to heaven or to hell. We think judgment is just that. But if you look into the Scriptures, the Scriptures don't limit judgment as only to that one final thing, that one final moment. Judgment happens as we live today. And the one who judges is not just God per se. The one who judges is ourselves. We judge ourselves. How do we judge ourselves? How do we do that? We're used to other people judging us. 
especially in our community. Our judgment that we give ourselves is the reaction we give to what God commands. Is the reaction we give to what God commands. So if Jesus is the light of the world, so many people want to draw close to this light, but unfortunately because this light is so bright and it's so good, sometimes it's too much to handle. And sometimes it's hard to receive. A lot of times when our parents wake us up in the morning or they turn on the lights, you're in the dark and you're used to the dark and your eyes haven't gotten used to it. So when they turn on the lights, the light hurts. You feel almost exposed and you don't like it. You say, turn it off. But Jesus is the same way. In John chapter 3, the most beautiful verse that's so often quoted. What does it say? For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, right? So many people quote that part. But they forget that the tragic part after it says, This is the judgment that the light has come to the world and the world has denied and rejected this light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. And so, so often, the rise and fall of humanity becomes when we reject and we draw, take ourselves away from this light that Jesus is asking us, which is the commands that He gives us. And so our rising and our fall, our judgment that we give ourselves depends on us. And so we look sometimes through this year, we look sometimes at what happened when we reflect on the year. We say, oh, 2023 was really not good for me. As if 2023 has a mind and will and heart of its own. 2023 was not so good. I hope we pray 2024, please be better for me. As if 2024 also has a mind and a heart of its own. We forget that it's the God of time, the God who created this world, who created time, who created months, days, and years. The God that we love, the God of Jesus Christ, has divided these days and has allowed everything to happen in them, not for our destruction, but for our rising. He hasn't ordered the year and allowed what's, what's going on in, in our lives so that it can entirely crush us and leave us there. In all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. And so if we're looking back at the year and we're hoping that the next year will be great, it depends on us. It depends on you. And me, if you're thinking, man, this year was difficult, things were taken away from me, I was hoping that, you know, I would be in a different place than I was when the year began, and I'm stuck here in the same place. I was hoping that maybe life would have gone better. In all things, God 
is sovereign. In all things, God is in control. If anything good happens, it's because of God. If anything bad happens that we're experiencing it, it's not because God has done this for your destruction. It's not because it is a bad thing per se, but God, for us it's bad, or for God maybe He allowed it to happen to protect you from a million other bad things. For us it's bad, but maybe for God it was amazing. And so, we forget how God's hand is part of every single thing that we live in. And so, for the rising and fall of everything, for this judgment to occur, really, we're either at war with God, or we surrender. Those are the only two options. We fall when God is not part of our plans, our life and our considerations. But we rise when we allow whatever is in our life to be handed over, to be surrendered over to His hands. God created you, yes, He created you without your choice. You didn't choose to be born. You didn't choose to live this life. But God will not save you without your free will. God will not save you without your choice. He needs you to let go and to give it to Him. He needs you to say, Lord, I give this back to you. Mary and Joseph, when they got this child, they didn't ask for Jesus to be born to them. He kind of just fell on their laps. And they really understood, this child is not mine. What this gift has been given is not mine. That's why they go back to the temple and they say, Lord, take this. Take this, this gift you've given me and I give it back to you. Because first, it's not mine. The only thing I can give you, the only thing we can give God that has our signature on it is our sin. So whatever we have, whatever plans you have, your, your, your blessings that are in your life, they will rise if you surrender and we will fall if we're at war with Him. So let's approach this new year. Let's approach the God who loves us. Let's approach everything that we collect in our life. We bring it up to the altar today and we say, Lord, you have given me all of this of which I don't deserve. Take it as you will. I don't want to be at war with you anymore. I surrender it all to you. Amen.